Hey, this is Edgar. Hi, it's Olivia. And this is the Minority Report podcast. This week, we talk about the Mueller conclusion, the Apple credit card, and Jordan Peele's latest film, It's Us. Okay. <laughs> we're back hi, number everybody. one yeah, hi everyone we're back we've been gone for uh almost a month now hot minute a hot minute we've been gone for a hot minute um to be fair we did say that this would happen um uh, but we, we did so but you know we've been living our lives life, doing the thing life life's been happening life's uh, been happening life's been happening some new life situations and i also just came from a pretty big trip i was in japan for two weeks um amazing trip recommend everyone go to japan japan's fucking amazing and guess what it was so awesome to be in a whole ass country a whole other country and just not think about the u.s for a little bit it was really nice i grew legitimately was like yeah i like didn't miss home i did at first yeah yeah um but i'm glad to be back home <laughs> i'm glad to be back home and um i'm still jet lagged like i literally just came back uh, um late last week and i'm still suffering from jet lag uh so excuse me if i might be a little low energy this week uh but we we actually to be totally honest and transparent with our listeners we weren't technically planning to record this week uh especially because i'm jet lagged and uh um you know things are things are happening but um this Mueller report like literally this morning, yeah. we there was a text exchange like I feel like we have to record this week, and it's like yeah, I think we do. We we really need to record this week. Mueller report, the Robert Mueller report is yeah. out. That it that was the big story over the weekend. So we need to talk about the time it. has come, kids. Yes, it's um, finally here. We've been talking about this for two, two years. years. Two years. So Mueller submitted his report on the Russia probe on Sunday. Barr instead of releasing the whole report, released a four-page summary to congressional officials mm-hmm. um, outlining what he read in the report. Yep. Um, and basically detailing uh, the fact that he did he did include a few direct quotes from the report, but yes. basically he said that Mueller found no evidence of conclusion, but he couldn't exonerate the president on obstruction of justice. Yes. So no, no collusion. No collusion. So exonerated on that count. But he can't say whether or not obstruction of justice did or didn't happen. Yes. Barr took this and concluded that after reading the whole report. Allegedly. Not enough, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> that. All right, there's not enough evidence, so we're not going to move forward with yes. charging the president with obstruction yes. of justice. Yes, that's the that's really truly the big news. That, that, that Barr is, is saying we're not going to. Yeah, the big part is that Mueller himself refused to make a call, and then Barr was like, "All right, well, I guess I'm gonna make the call." Right, and you know, a Which lot he of, made the call that he was hired to do. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people have rightly pointed out that like. All right. Well, he didn't give people. He didn't give everyone the full report, and yep. he was hired by yeah. the president. So there is a lot of bias there. And there was a report that he released before Donald Trump was president, being yeah. like, "You can't charge on obstruction of justice if there's no collusion." Blah, 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 blah. So like, he has written about right. it and like spoken about it, spoken about his opinions right. Right. openly before. Um, congressional Democrats are 
basically banging the drum like we need the full report yes. give us the whole thing yeah. yep, yep, um, yep, yep. because they also want to see and make the call for themselves instead of trusting Barr's word right it is a little bit complicated though because there are parts of the report that are still being used in ongoing investigations and so there's a lot of stuff from the grand jury and a lot of right, evidence right, right. that they have to redact because there's still ongoing investigations right. um, so that is a little sticky to be fair um Barr has ha- has agreed to have a hearing with congressional leaders but he hasn't you know he's he said he would release the full report but we'll see so that's mm. kind of that's kind of the gist yeah okay. so so we were okay. we 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 talked about Edgar you and I talked about this briefly but what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Firstly, on Mueller dropping the report in the way that he did and not making a call. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, let's start off with... Let's actually start off with this. This has got to be the most anticlimactic it's resolution so to anticlimactic. This. It's been building up. And then when it, it, during the weekend when uh, the news came out that Mueller had submitted his final report, people were freaking the fuck out. We were like, holy shit, it's happening. Um, and then finally we got the news. And it's so weird because I'm like, uh, like a lot of Americans, I'm very mixed feeling because part of me is like, this is technically good. It is technically yes. good that our president did not collude with a foreign power. But it's like there were so many signs. Yes. Like how could it not well, be it, that? Right. And it's like, and Mueller's this trust, like this supposedly trustworthy person that we've been building up, and we, you know, we said we would accept his resolution, like his conclusion that we would accept it. And you know, when you hear this c- conclusion, it's so hard to. It's like a, it's a hard pill to swallow. But it's technically a good thing. It's a good thing for the country that our president did not collude. Although it's very much looking like they were blind, like very blindly cozying up to collusion. Um, or like it definitely got to the point where it was like it was very close to yes. collusion. It just didn't quite reach right. there. And, and if it did, it's just too hard to prove. And Mueller has said as much. Like it, it would be impossible to prove. And, and we've talked about this before. Collusion is a very hard thing to prove. Um, it just sort of seemed through a lot of the evidence that we've had and literally Trump uh, 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 saying things in public. It just sort of seemed like, OK, there's some solid evidence there. He, Trump was like, I've been on, I've been exonerated, completely yes. exonerated yes. of collusion and of obstruction of justice. Like, no, which you haven't. Which, so that's the second so part. You haven't uh, been exonerated of the second thing. The second part, which is very important, which I feel um unfortunately but also um it makes a lot of sense has been sort of swept under the rug is the second part about he hasn't been fully exonerated when it comes to obstruction of justice and of course i understand why it's not being talked about as much because when the conclusion is no collusion it's a huge win for trump we okay before we move on we must admit this is a really huge win for trump this is a huge loss for Democrats. Yeah. No collusion is, it you know, hard pill to swallow. It's vindicated but it's, it Trump. It is. It has vindicated Trump. But, you know, obstruction of justice is also one of the things, like, isn't that what they got Nixon for? Yes. So. But, and I guess the. Arg- that, that, is, that is technically the harder charge, I think, to fight. The And the argument that you see the Trump administration and Barr making, really Barr, 
uh, is how can you go after the president for obstruction of justice when it's a hollow obstruction of justice because there was no collusion to yeah. prove. That's of course, Barr's that's not techni- point of view. Which technically isn't true. Obstruction no. of justice is still obstruction you can, of justice. You can still you can obstruct still justice even if there was technically, even, even if you if, got like close, flirted exactly. with collusion, but didn't exactly. like go all the way. Exactly. <laughs> because you're still breaking the law. Like you're still intimidating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're still firing coming, like this whole thing, whatever. Um, so I guess in general, when I first heard the news, one, I was just so disappointed. If I'm being truly honest with y'all, I was very disappointed. Uh, it was a huge letdown. It was very depressing to me. Um, Don't but, you hate that that's our first instinct? I know. And it, like, sucks, it sucks because it's our president of the, like, as much as I don't like Trump, he's our president. And I want our president to not have colluded with a foreign power. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I should know um, that Mueller's report does indicate that Russia did indeed influence our election and it's something we've already known uh but Mueller's saying oh yeah they were they were trying to influence the that election. happened and they were trying to get with trump it just so happened that it didn't necessarily work out that yeah way. um i don't know what were your sort of initial reactions when you heard this i mean i don't know if i was i don't know if disappointed is the right word but i definitely i was disappointed by how anticlimactic it was yeah. like i definitely yeah. thought it would have been a bigger splash right um that being said, it is a good thing he didn't collude. Exactly. That's the crazy thing. Like, but, like, we should be happy about that. Here's the thing, though. He's just, still Trump. He's still Trump. And I just, just by the way he is, I'm like, you know that dude's done some really shady and illegal shit. Oh, well, yeah. So Stormy it's just Daniels, like, the payments. The com- com- campaign finance. There's still stuff on the table. There is still there is still stuff on the table, but I think like this was the big one. If he was gonna go down right. for anything, this is what we in, were thinking. It legally in the public psyche, like right. all of it. I think this would have been it. Like I don't. Right. Unfortunately, I don't think people are that mad at him like paying off an adult. It like exactly an 100%. adult film star, right? 100%. Like I just don't. Right. Even though they, you know. People should be mad about it. He's like... Right, because it's just, breaking campaign finance laws. It honestly laws. blows my right. mind that we had Obama who had eight years in office, no scandal, and we have Trump who had like 15 scandals before he was even elected. Right. I'm just... It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. So like, I think... And I, again, not very proud of this part of myself, but like base desire wanted something bad to happen to him because he is Trump. Right. But yeah, good for the country, I guess. Well, yeah, it, 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 again, to point out, Trump is still Trump. He's still done the things that he's done. Like the border, the border stuff happened. There are plenty of things that Democrats have to run against in 2020. Like there's no lack. The tax reform. Like shit. The stuff Trump did is still the stuff that Trump did. I think it's one of those come to Jesus moments. It's like one of those hard moments where we, you know, I feel like, and I hate to say it, but a lot of liberals and Democrats and uh, uh, same minded people were sort of in a weird way, kind of hoping that this would be the smoking gun, that this would be the way that Trump is taken down. And now we've come to the hard realization that, no, we voted this man into office. We did this. We hate ourselves as a country. We have to deal with him politically. It can't be legally. And, you know, in all honesty, we've got we've got, you know, a year like two more years with him. We've got two more years with him. 
I think at this point, even if like impeachment and stuff were on the table, first of all, that process would take too long. Right. Somebody and it's obviously would, not going to happen. It's obviously not going to happen. Uh, Republicans even, don't want it. But even if it was going to happen, like that process would take too long. We would already like someone else. And if if somehow by if by some miracle impeachment did happen, then it would have been Mike Pence, who's arguably worse. Right. Because he knows what he's doing. Right. It's well, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we're reaching into territory of like what if. I am know? I am literally like grabbing at straws well, here. In the <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like anything. Yeah. Grasp anything yeah. to make myself feel better. Yeah. It it's just it's a very tough, tough thing. It, Again, I like I fully recognize that this is not the correct instinct to have and it's you know, it right. it does illustrate the fact that so, we are living in a polarized time. Yes. But, you know, I'm a young woman of color who's out here. So uh, right. I get to have a polarizing opinion, I think. <laughs> so f- totally fair. I guess my question now for for you and for everyone who's sort of been like minded like us is, you know, where do we go from now? Because I, I see two sort of ways that people are going now. One is people are saying, you know. Uh, Barr is trying to cover something up. Uh, Mitch McConnell doesn't want the report going out. We want the report. We we there's still like this weird hope that people have that the full report will um, still manage to bury Trump in a way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's this weird hope that's going on, and then there's this other like strand of people that are sort of like, it's over, y'all. Like let's just fucking do the hard work and win politically. We have two years to get our shit together. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm definitely in the it's over camp. Uh, me too. I, I, <laughs> it is sad, but I, I definitely think I, even if they release the full report. I don't think again, anything's going to come out And of even it. if it is damning, even if it does fully come out and it does say that Trump uh, uh, pretty much obstructed justice and should go down for it, it won't happen because there's, Republicans don't yeah, want it to and happen. Yeah, and like, frankly speaking, there's just not enough time. Yeah. It's better, at least right. in my eyes, it's better to focus on policy and agenda and like the stuff that we, the stuff that worked for, you know, liberal minded people in 2018. Right. If we are to take Barr's um, summary at face value, which again, to be fair, He's definitely someone who is known for being, one, being biased, uh, Iran-Contra. Like, he's known to cover things up. So, I know full well. But if we are to take the essential conclusion, uh, which, you know, Mueller hasn't come out and said isn't true. No one's come out and said isn't true. But the essential conclusion that Trump did not collude, um, I think we just need, honestly, I think at this point, we need to move on. Just like heads down and do some real shit. I mean, that's the only way I see forward. I might be wrong. It might be that the full report comes out and yeah. there is an avenue. 100%. I'm just not going to hold out hope I, for it. I feel like it's the wrong path to go down. I'm not going to hold out hope for it. Yeah, for sure. I think we need to get our shit together. All right. Well, you know, <sighs> Depressing the, the report will be released and we will talk about it. Yeah. When it will. is, because, you know. Isn't it such an, I feel, uh, we've been talking for 15, about 15 minutes now. Isn't it so anticlimactic? We've it been, is. We've literally been talking about this story for two years. There have been, like, so many conspiracy theories between the two of us. And so now, much, like, back and forth. And now it's like, oh, well, okay, there it is. We're done. Moving yep. on. Kind of sad, but 
kind of like a microcosm of not with a bang situation but with a whimper pretty much um okay of course we will keep our eye on this story um if you know anything further happens but it looks like we need to start looking at uh, another path yep all right Moving on. Moving on. Um, so uh, we figured we'd talk about more stuff, not just <laughs> the. Mo- let's do a full episode. Let's, let's go all the way. Let's um actually actually you know yeah get back into it. Yeah. So let's talk some tech. Um, tech. All right. Two big uh, tech stories, at least for us, two uh, uh, big tech stories. Let's start off with um, personal favorite Nintendo. So we're both Switch owners. We are both Switch owners. We both love our Nintendo Switches. I played mine on my super long plane flight. Heck yeah, you did. And on the bullet train in uh, Japan, which was like a weird fantasy that I had that I would do that. And I did. I was playing Pokemon on the bullet train (sighs) while Mount Fuji was in the background. What a dream. Shit was epic. (laughs) That sounds like the shit you read in like a book. I know. You know? It was... It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we both love our Switches. Uh, the Switch has been a runaway success for Nintendo. Now, Nintendo, of course, um, Japan's beloved video game company. They have um, uh, they have gone through. Um, they've been mostly successful, and the, you know they've gone through phases where they've been ultra bangbuster successful, like with the original Wii. You know, but they've also had moments where things weren't looking so good for them the wii u <laughs> um but seems like we're in an uptick right now definitely um, and it definitely seems like nintendo's in a very different place they're much smarter about the way they're going uh, about things now it sort of seems and the switch has been ultra successful like ultra i mean you have for, a switch i have a like and for good reason, yes. it is a great console. Great console, uh, and it's truly the first console that is portable and also a home console. Like there really hasn't been anything that's come close to being this versatile. Uh, so Nintendo wants to cash in on this, and they're the rumor is they're going to release two more models uh, sometime around, or they're going to announce them sometime around E3 this year. Uh, one ultra budget model for kitties who uh which will replace uh their 3ds system which is also ultra successful uh which is a uh which is sort of like their game boy successor um and then they are also uh going to release a pro version that's bigger um so we thought we'd just you know talk about video games and nintendo and, and where things are going um, does this excite you when you hear news that Nintendo's doing this? I definitely want to hear more about the specs, but I think it'll be really interesting to see, like, yeah. what games do we release with these consoles? Yeah, that's you know true, what I'm too. Saying? We're getting Pokemon sometime soon. We are I getting type, Pokemon. Type. So the little one won't have removable Joy-Cons. It's going to be like, it's literally going to be like a small Game Boy. Yeah. Like a Game Boy type yeah. deal. Um, I bet you still connect it to your TV and you can use an external controller. I don't know. Rumors are flying that you won't be able to dock. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. But like the whole point of the switch is the fact, that like the point of it. the point of the fact that it's called the switch is like, oh, you can dock it. But it's, it's what makes this cool though is if it doesn't dock, it becomes a Game Boy, a Game Boy that can play the same games that your Switch can play, which is lit, y'all. That is <laughs> awesome, and I would buy one. Like I would totally buy one. Even though, dude, I got previously say- mentioned. Edgar already owns a Switch. So can I be honest? The Switch, battery life, not that great. I'm going to just be real. I mean, yeah. 
On the plane, it lasts like three, four hours. And when you're doing a super long flight, you want something that lasts forever. Game Boy's notoriously long battery life. So if we can get a Switch with long battery life, I'm in, dude. In. And that would be like my second console. I mean, yeah. It's it's all linked through your Nintendo account, so you would have all your games. For plane rides? Ooh. For plane rides, dude. For plane rides. And the Switch is kind of big. Like on the Switch is the Switch is bulky. I will give you that. The Switch is quite large. That could have been used for souvenirs, is all I'm saying. When you go to Japan, you need all the souvenir space. Edgar literally was just like, you have to take two suitcases. You You can't not take two suitcases. My biggest regret is that I didn't spend more money, dude. I should have (laughs) should not have been as conservative as I was. But anyways, um the big one, very interesting. Mm -hmm. A pro switch. So they're saying, you know, it's sort of like what Xbox does, where they're like, they're releasing incremental versions of their system, which are more powerful. Um, I don't know. Do you think there's a market? Like, do you think they've sold a bunch of these? Do you think there's people left who don't have it who would want a pro or a cheaper version? I don't know. I mean, I can see a cheaper version for people with kiddos. Who like have a switch right. at home, uh, or maybe don't have a switch at home, and they right. want to get you know like right. a cheaper version for their kid because less still of an investment. The cool games, yeah, less of an investment. I don't know about a pro version. Can you imagine like nothing makes me? Can want you a imagine? One. Can you imagine Nintendo esports tournaments? Dude, wouldn't that be dope Splatoon though? It's lit, dude. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I won't buy one uh, of the no. two. Of the two, I'm most likely to buy the little one. Yeah, because it's more portable. But the like, big one makes no sense. No, I mean, I think again, I think it depends on the type of releases that and would come out of it, and like what if if it gets exclusive games, I think people would be mad. They'll be like, "Why can't I play that?" No, I mean, I also don't think that's Nintendo's strategy, but I do yeah. think that it would be interesting if they did things like. Like, Nintendo already has Fortnite, but if they did shit like, okay. Like um, Call of Duty. Or yeah, like Call yeah, of like Duty. higher end games. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. I It would be interesting t- for Nintendo to enter the esports realm is yes. all I'm trying to yes. say. Yeah. And, you know, and they sort of are already with Smash Brothers and Splatoon. But I mean, yeah. To, to be able but to like compete. truly right, competitive. To compete with, like, you know, PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, exactly. Levels. That'd be interesting. Part of me is like, I kind makes, of I want to. It's see, gonna be a low volume thing, like yeah. they don't because the Switch is already expensive. It is. It's like it's not cheap. It's four hundred bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this super ultra expensive one, at least five hundred. Yeah, for sure. At least five hundred. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm. I want to. Maybe see... I do want it. I want to play Mario HD, like more <laughs> HD than he already is. I want. Yeah, I definitely. It, I want to see the strategy team's like deck for their justification on yeah. like a pro model. That's what I want to see. But to be fair. That sounds nerdy, but that's what I want. But I know. But to be fair, again, like I said, Nintendo's been doing so good lately. I almost give them the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe they know what they're doing. Yo, I that's what I'm saying. That's why I want to see like their strategy deck because I feel like there has to be some good ass justification for that. Yeah. And like I want to see what their team came up with to yeah. be like yeah we should make a better yeah. bigger model yeah i'm hyped for the little one are you are you even you already have a switch you don't even care i've got a switch yeah, and it's great and i love it i just what if you i want to like, i want to see what comes out of e3 what if you could like 
trade in your big one for a small one? Like in a theoretical world, would you go for a smaller one? Like, do you have a need for a smaller one or do you think it's perfect? I think if it had a bigger battery life, then yeah, because I mostly use my Switch during like travel and handheld. So I think if it had a better battery life. Dude, if that thing has more battery life. Yeah, if it had a better battery life, but still docked, I'm in. Dude, yes, 100%. 100%. Okay, moving on moving from Nintendo on. to another company close to my heart. Uh, so Apple had its huge Showtime event um, on Monday of this week, mm. and it was memorable for a lot of reasons. Not a lot of hardware. There was one hardware update, which we will talk about, or a hardware release, which we will talk about, which is the credit card. Uh, but real quick summary of the event it was very notable because um, so this is Apple entering the streaming service. Dun, dun, dun. Apple TV Plus, and it's it's less like Netflix and Hulu and more like HBO Go. So it's going to be um, high production, um, like premiere television, uh, but only that. So it won't have. Um, like a bunch of television shows like Netflix does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where Netflix pulls stuff from everywhere, like old TV shows, and they make their own new content. It's going to be high-end, um, high-production value content yep. like HBO. No one knows the price yet, uh, but it will all be integrated. So you can watch your Netflix, your Hulu, and your Apple TV, and your HBO all together. And um, if you purchase HBO or stars from Apple, it will be the cheapest that you can get it anywhere. Mm. Nine ninety nine. Um, so if you were hoping to get like just a streaming only HBO, you're looking at at least fifteen, sixteen dollars yep. right now. So that's actually pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Um, but the other big thing, uh, is all the, um, stars that they brought out to present their system. They had everyone from Steven Spielberg, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, they had um, Oprah come out. Just Jennifer Aniston. Oodles and, and oodles of appearance yes, fees, you guys. A bunch of super famous people. Well, they're all the people who are on the television shows. Well, yeah. And Oprah was like, still the- got to pay them, though. Oh, Jason Momoa was there. Oh, yeah, you still got to pay. Them. So Oprah comes out. And this is when I knew that Apple is super serious about this because they brought out. Oprah. Oprah. Now we're tech nerds and we know about streaming wars and we don't care about any of this shit. And we're like, whatever. It's no biggie. Normal people love Oprah. And if Apple's like, you can have Um, this cool. I love Oprah. (laughs) You can have this streaming service for $4. I don't know how much it's going to cost, but if it's like $4 and you get Oprah, people can buy this shit. I was was just about to say, it's like, if it's co-signed by Oprah, Oprah, That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, wow. Like, you've got Spielberg and you've got Oprah. You've pretty much got yes a huge swath of the American population yeah. just convinced yeah. Yeah. now. So, you know, jury's still out. We, we don't know if these TV shows and these movies are actually good. Who knows? Uh, r- rumor is that Tim Apple has been trying to make them very family friendly. Uh, and he's faced a lot of resistance from the creatives. Uh, but these are amazing creatives that he has yeah. on board. I mean, so I don't know if Tim Apple you will can't, be able to do this. You, I feel like if you're making premiere television, yeah. family friendly and premiere television like, exactly. doesn't go together often. And if right, like they're trying to be the family friendly HBO. Like I don't know if that's nah, really a man. theme. That's not that's not where you yeah. that's not where you go. You can have family friendly you can have family friendly shows and content, right. but. 
Yeah. You cannot make your whole platform or right. all of the content on your platform fucking family friendly. Yes. You just can't do it. So I don't know. May- maybe. We don't know yet. Um, we'll see what uh, this brings out. But Apple is officially in the game. Uh, so we'll see what that does for them. Uh, but the other interesting thing is that news came out like literally two days before the Apple event that Apple had strongly considered buying Netflix or Disney. This shows you how much fucking money Apple has. They literally thought about buying Netflix or Disney to just win at streaming. They were seriously <laughs> contemplating it. You know, which tells me that's wild. Which tells me right now, if Apple's streaming doesn't work out, one hundred percent, they're buying Netflix. One hundred percent, like they're totally gonna do it. They're gonna buy. They I feel like money. I feel like Disney might be too expensive because Disney owns a lot of shit. It blew my mind that they were considering buying Disney. Which is like, and now Disney owns all of the Fox stuff yes, except for sports and news. Yes, yes, which means Apple at least, at least at the bare minimum, has seventy billion dollars. Can you to imagine spare, having? To just buy something. Can you imagine having enough money to buy, buy Disney? Disney? Insane. Because dude. with Disney, for yeah. those of you who don't know about media conglomerates, yes, Disney owns ABC, yes. ESPN, yes. Marvel, yes. Bah, all of the Fox things yes. except for sports and right. news. Right. Like that would have been insane if they did Disney that. Disney owns everything. Yeah. 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 My gut tells me if this streaming service doesn't work out, they will buy one of the two. Oh. And who knows? And Apple and Disney have a Netflix great, probably. Apple and Disney have a great uh relationship already. They share board members. They're very tight, very close, uh, thanks to Steve Jobs and uh, Bob Iger. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, oh, Pixar. That's another thing I Pixar, forgot about. Pixar, which used to be owned by um, uh, Apple. So it's like, it's this whole thing. So, yeah, they, ha- they have like a good working relationship. Yeah, so I could, anyway, so that was the speculation. Uh, so Apple's very serious about the streaming wars. And obviously streaming wars is something we talk about. So I thought I'd mention it. Other quick note, they also want to get serious about uh, video games. They want to do Apple Arcade, which will be a subscription service that pays developers directly. So the whole idea behind it is that most people play the free games, like your Angry Birds or your whatever. uh, But a lot of the cool indie games that come out for iPhone, like Monument Valley or Alto's Adventure, are sometimes ignored. Um, They're hoping that with the streaming service, you pay five bucks a month or whatever, and these developers get money, and you actually play these awesome award-winning games. Pretty cool idea. I'm kind we'll of see. into like an indie arcade right. idea. Like I, li- I like that. Yeah, we'll see if that works out. We'll see. And also, the Apple TV thing is for all televisions, not just Apple yeah. Television. So they're serious about this. They are they, hella serious. They're they're they breaking. This. I, I read the title of an article. It was like. Why Apple decided to break out of their yeah. garden yeah. in order like, to like, because they want your money. They're, wa- they're walled yeah. off garden in yeah. order to like blah blah blah. blah, blah. Money, I was like, yeah, because they want they well, they want part, they want to be the thing. Well, part of it's like how many more fucking iPhones can you make? What where else can we get you? Yeah, All where right, else are you gonna the go? The shit you consume. So I totally get it. But speaking of shit you consume, uh, the one hardware release, uh, but not exclusively hardware release that Apple announced. Hardware, quote unquote. uh, Is the Apple credit card. That's right. Apple is entering the credit card business. This was the big news. 
everyone's making all the memes. They're like, you thought your AirPods were the ultimate status symbol? Bust out the Apple credit card. <laughs> and if you look at it, of course, it's like beautiful. It's like white and it's laser etched titanium. It is, it is titanium. It's got laser name, etched. The Apple logo and nothing else. Nothing. It doesn't have a credit. Uh, uh, it has a chip, an Apple logo, and your name. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Like it's ultra it's all minimal. Got. Uh, that's the physical card. Most of the time you'll be using your digital version of the card. Uh, and it, it is a partnership with Goldman Sachs, which is the first credit card they've ever issued. So yep. you know they're very serious about it. And MasterCard will be the credit card insuring company. Uh, this is big news because um, this is like one step before Apple becomes a bank because they literally have so much money they could become a bank if they wanted. Apple's literally like people always joke about insane. Google taking over the world, yeah. but it's That's, gonna be Apple. It's insane. But anyways, uh, so the whole point of this credit card is to uh, make credit card pr- uh, cre- the credit card purchasing system much easier. Uh, and like the example that they used is. You know, when you look at your statement and it's always like so horrible to look at your credit card statement because it's like a bunch of numbers and a bunch of stuff and you don't really know how to read it. And sometimes you'll see a purchase and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck this is. Every Apple credit card purchase will be logged and will have a geo coordinate. So if you click it, you will know exactly where that purchase was made and you'll be able to say, oh, I made it here. So it's supposed to make things easier. Um, On one hand, convenient. On the other hand, creepy. Well, so the other thing is that it's all completely private. It will yeah, they, stay, they're not. They... It will only stay on your phone. Like not even Goldman Sachs will get to see it. Not even MasterCard. Yeah. Not even Apple. Um, which why Goldman Sachs would agree to this. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Because they get to partner with, with fucking Apple. Apple. They know they're going to make so much money. Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, apparently you have to have really good credit to get this card. Makes I would sense. imagine so because it's it's ultra. It's. It's not like um, there are definitely better credit cards out there with more cash rewards, but it's definitely um, much nicer than your average credit card. And I think the other features might outweigh the points. You know what I mean? Like the convenience of it. Um, And you get uh, 2% cash back for all digital purchases, 1% back for all physical purchases, and 3% back with all Apple Apple purchases. purchases. Um, So if you're a person who pays off your credit card every month, uses it like a debit card, um, who doesn't worry about APR rates at all, who has great credit, um, who doesn't use a travel card exclusively, this is pretty much the card for you. Like this would, cause you literally get your daily cash every day, which is the other sort of big thing here. Um, but anyways, what, this is crazy. Like, what do you think of this? This is, no one was expecting this. Like when they were doing their thing, everyone's like, wait, what? You're doing a credit card? Yeah, it's it's one of those things that doesn't that's, seem uh, logical to them. It's definitely a little out of left field, but you know, this isn't the first time that Apple right. has done a thing that's kind of been out of left field. Like right. they were they were a music streaming device. They yeah. were a put your physically put your thing right. on our hardware and you can listen to your music right. anywhere. Right. And then phones happened you know like it's not the first time they've come with something out of left field right um credit card though i know i'm like what (laughs) is definitely weird i was joking with edgar earlier i was like i can't wait till they release apple Apple socks socks, (laughs) which 
I bet they already do. I bet, like, if you go to their store, you can buy Apple merch. I mean, sure. yes, there is Apple merch, but I'm talking, like, legit Apple, Apple socks, socks that they do like, a release for. Like, and beautifully that they have designed Beautifully Apple designed. There's, so like, funny. chips woven <laughs> into, like, the ankle band that does, like, that tracks yes. your steps or some yes, shit. Dude. Yeah, they're they're going a little overboard with this for sure. I mean, I mean, what do you think? I, the crazy thing is that it's it's weird because they already have such a big stake in right. technology. Ooh, yeah. Sorry, I hit the mic. Um, okay. So they have such a big stake in technology. But the more and more we live our lives, the more and more just everything becomes technology a little bit. Yes. Like. You have smart beds and right. you don't have smart socks yet, but we will. Yeah. Like the more and more the world progresses in terms of like everything has to the be internet smart. Of the yeah, internet yeah. of things. Exactly. Um, the more and more this move sort of makes sense. Like, right. all right, well, we're going to. I think it's smart to release this credit card first because Apple is just going to keep releasing. Right. right. We're going to get smart... the Apple car. We're exactly. Gonna that... Right. Apple's going to keep releasing smart Apple things. House, so why wouldn't they control where you're purchasing it from right. too, right? Right. Right. Or it... how you're and how you're purchasing it. It makes a It makes a lot of sense to me for like long-term development. It makes a lot of sense. They can work out the kinks. Yes. And then by the time they're really they have like a whole they've become basically a lifestyle brand right. and have a whole suite of pro products. Right. Easy peasy. It makes a lot of sense to me, but I think the one thing that it and to be fair before I launch into my criticisms of the Apple card. I mean, um, to be fair, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Am I getting the Apple card? 100%. 100% I'm getting the Apple card. It makes a lot of sense for me as a person who has an iPhone, who purchases... Apple uh, products on the reg. Who, yeah, like who purchases Apple products on the reg and who also um, uh, is good with cashback cards. Like it, it would be... A, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, but I guess my criticism for it is even though this uh, uh, they're breaking out of their walled garden with the TV service, this Apple card is 100% for iOS users. Yes. Because you need iOS to use this credit card. You do. So while this credit card... It makes, all functions through Apple Pay and Apple Wallet. So while it makes a lot of sense for a Apple users, um, if they truly wanted to revolutionize the credit card field, um, it would be open for everyone. And... It wouldn't be the first time that they do that. Apple Music is already for everyone. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Apple TV will be for everyone. Um, so I feel like something. I feel like for something with a credit card, though. Right. Their I whole. Think it's a little bit. But the the thing is, they want pri privacy is a huge thing mm -hmm. with this. That's why there are no credit card numbers on the card. That's like a big thing. Yeah. They want it to be ultra private, and you can't really do that on Android. So I think that's why, like, they're doing it this I think, way. I think they'll come to a point where they've like worked out the kinks right. and like they figure right. they figure right. out like the software right. solutions to yep. work with other hardware. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, I wonder if Google will step up and do a Google credit card. I don't know if they'll do a Google credit card, but Google's got to do Google's going to do something. Something. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, it really makes a lot of sense to me now, especially coming from Japan. One thing that I noticed, in Japan, so Japan's a cash-based country still to this day. It's one of like the weird things about Japan. Um, they're so highly advanced, but 
when it comes to purchasing things, it's mostly cash. Very little credit card uh, uh, stuff. But one thing that they did have, which we found out super late on a trip, which was really weird, um, they had digital purchasing portals everywhere. You could do Apple Pay. To get on the train, you could do Apple Pay. We didn't know this until the very last minute, which was very upsetting because we were like, we could have done this through Apple Pay. It would have been so much easier. Uh, you can also do it through Samsung Pay. All, like, they have those portals. And I was like, that is so fucking cool. In the future, you won't need a credit card. Oh, yeah, you will no. pay straight from your phone. And I think this Apple credit card, even though there is like a physical one, Apple doesn't really want you to use that physical one. No. They are, they're pretty much saying... Use the use, use the, the digital, digital version. One. Like we're going digital. Um, I don't know. So it's this isn't even a conversation. I like the idea of having a digital card, though. Yes, it's like it, like this is no longer a conversation about Apple. It's about credit cards, and I think the digital credit card is the safest way to go. It really is. If we want to avoid, that like you don't even need a credit card number anymore. You just need the chip. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you need the chip, and your phone will be the chip. Yep. That makes so much sense. It makes to me. sense to me. Yeah, so maybe um, if you're not going to get the Apple Card or not interested in the Apple Card, at least it's a good sign that some solutions are coming in the future. This is the direction we're moving. Yeah, so pretty cool. But for now, we can all make the memes and laugh about it because it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Like, just the picture of it. I was like, what bizarro world do we live in? I was really not expecting them to announce a credit (laughs) card. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, a credit card? I mean, they Uh, went from computers to computers and music streaming yeah. to phones to phones and now credit cards so now credit cards they're just gonna get ready to get your apple card at a store near you all, all right. right moving on so we've talked about a lot of stuff that dropped over the weekend yes another thing yeah. that dropped over the weekend very excited about this the very very much anticipated new jordan peele horror film us the follow-up to Get out. Follow up to Get Out, starting Lupita Nyong'o in her like first true mm-hmm. leading role. Yes. Um, both of us have seen it, mm-hmm. so we're going to review it. Yes. But before, so spoilers. But before we review it, um, us released this weekend to seventy point three million dollars. Wow, dude. more than tripling its budget. Fuck. And. It's second only behind Captain Marvel right now. Wow. And that's it, high praise. It is the largest opening weekend for a horror movie ever. It like dethroned a quiet place. That's blowing my mind, dude. It tripled wow. its budget in one weekend. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations to everyone involved. Jordan Peele must feel like a bazillion dollars dude. right now. And literally worth a bazillion dollars right He's now. He's definitely worth a bazillion yeah, dollars right good, now. Very good. Very good. All right. So if you're listening, Okay, and yeah. you We're have not seen the movie. Now. We're getting into it. Yeah, which, by the way, we've not talked about this at all. We haven't. So I have no idea how this you is took this movie. The first time. Okay. So yes, I have. I recently saw it. You saw it like a week ago. I saw it on Monday. Okay. So yes, I saw it a week ago. Okay. Um, not this. It's right, Tuesday right, right. right now. I yes. saw it last Monday. Yes. Um, yeah. The more and more, I liked it from the jump. Yeah, I was like, oh, I like it, but I don't know if it's like, as good as Get Out. And the more yeah. I think about it, yeah, the more I love this movie. Yes. And that happens a lot with me in movies. Yeah, Get Out was sort of like an instant, like holy yes. shit, one hundred percent. But us is something that kind of like stays with you, and like you just start 
thinking about it so much and you just yes. think and think and think and think and think and it's like oh man 100%. it's one of those things it's like man maybe i should go see it again because like i love i really like i really liked it coming out of the theater but now i'm like yeah i 100 percent echo your feelings i think while i was watching it i was very surprised by um and we'll get into more spoilers later but i was very surprised by how quickly things were revealed mm, yeah and i was like Oh, this is not like this is not necessarily the direction I thought this movie was gonna go, um, and it definitely it's definitely a very different movie than Get Out. Do not expect yeah, it very obviously same creative vision behind it, but totally different execution. We're talking way more action, way more like frights. You know what I mean? It um, is much more of a classic slasher yes, film yes. than Get Out, right? And while there is humor, not as funny as Get Out. No, it's it's a different kind of movie, and a lot of it reminded me of. And Jordan Peele's involved with this, a Twilight Zone episode, um, in that it was tackling a much larger topic through uh, a, a situation. Um, anyway, so my initial thoughts behind it, when I first saw it, I was like, you know what, that was a great movie. Not as good as Get Out. That's not fair to say, but not as good as Get Out. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to compare, but you can't help it. It's tw- it's just a different kind of movie. Yeah. And I was expecting something else. I kept thinking about it. I kept, right? I kept reading people's reviews about it. I kept reading what people were discussing about it. And that's when I realized I truly love this movie because it is a movie that you will keep discussing. It and lingers. I love movies that linger. Yeah. I love movies that linger. Um, so that's what, like... It, you know, going back to last year when uh, I talked about Mother, not similar at all, but it was a movie that lingered. And um, when it comes to movies that linger, for me, that's an automatic, like it automatically jumps two points. To yeah. Me. You know what I mean? Like it elevates it uh, uh, above something else. So for me, like if I were to like number rate them, Get Out would be like a nine or 10. You know what I mean? This would be easily seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just under it. Just under it. Yeah. Different kind of movie. Different kind of Different movie. Different kind of movie. I will say, though, Lupita Nyong'o, wild. Outstanding. So good. Outstanding. In her both her roles. But, like, both of the characters. Like, everyone yeah. in this movie is very, right. very good. But, like, this is Lupita's film. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, it's very obviously her movie. So she plays... Um, I'm, I'm not going to have every character's name, but she plays Adelaide and then she also plays Red, which is yep. the tethered version. But really, twist ending. Um, so there is a twist ending to this movie. There is. Which did, I, you, did you see it a mile away? Because I did. I did. Yeah. I caught it really early. On. I literally, like from the beginning, I was like, from the okay. beginning, I was, I was like, yep, like, that's okay, what happens. That's what happens. Yep. Um, but, uh, but it's okay. Yeah. I think it is okay because he, like, I as again, it's one of those things that I thought about afterwards. It's like, well, he made the beginning obvious, and then he just like peppered in things mm. in her performance throughout. That's just like, if you didn't catch it before, now you, you will. You sh- you should have catched it at yeah, this point. You, you should know? catch it now. Absolutely. Um, all right, so um, let's just let's just jump into some of the things we thought about this movie. Obviously, we're not going through the whole plot. Or, it's not like a traditional review here, but. Um, I, you know, I was talking to someone else about it, and one of the things they asked is, what do you think it was about? 
And I thought that was a very interesting <gasps> question. I had this conversation with a coworker. Yes, I think that's a great question. It is a great question. And I feel like that's a question that will be forever asked for Jordan Peele movies. It is. What do you think this one is about? Yeah. Get Out. I was talking to this about I was talking with this about a coworker because Get Out was very intentional in the sense that like it was intentional with the point with the character right. you're following, the right. plot points, what you're supposed to be feeling at any given point. Like, right. it's very intentionally leading you through that. Yeah. Us is way more nebulous. It yes. is way less handholdy with, like, yes. how you're supposed to feel about things and what you right. think about things and right. what you think this whole thing is about. Right. Um. So... It gives you clues, but it does not hold your hand. Yeah, and it is definitely, like, it's one of those things that... In intention is nebulous, and in feeling is also nebulous. Right. Um, like, who are we as humans? It could it right. could literally be about anything that you decide to assign any right. meaning to. Right. I like for, you can make it about race, you can make it about gender, you can make it about class. Right. I, it, you know, and, and of course, you know, I did some cheating and, and read some stuff from Jordan Peele, and I think um, while this movie touches on obviously touches on racism, obviously touches on gender. Um, sort of like the big thing for this movie that he was, um, you know, tackle not necessarily tackling, but uh, alluding to is class. Yeah. Class and, is probably like the you, most common. You definitely see it in the movie. And, um, you know, cause the, the movie's about, um, you have, you know, people who live above ground and the very first quote of the movie is like, there are, you know, thousands of miles of tunnels under the U S who have no known purpose. And it's very creepy. You're like, Ooh, what's like, what's going on down there? Um, and later you find out it's like, oh, the government started this thing. You don't know much about it, but the yeah. government started this thing where there were like clones, sort of copies of the people above ground. Um, and there's this very uh, a prominent quote in the middle of the movie when uh, the, fam- the the tethered family has accosted the normal family and um, the normal fam is like, who are you? And um, Lupita Nyong'o, as Red, answers, we're Americans. And you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, what does this mean? Uh, so it's very obvious, like, okay, this is about class. Yeah. And what it means to be below class, whether it's because of your gender, because of your race, because of your social position, um, and what it means to be privileged. Yep. Even if you are, you know, Hispanic or black or whatever, you can still be privileged. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast. And that's something that this movie explores. Even, you know, this black family is very privileged compared to this tethered family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was very interesting. I do like the level. Yeah. And the hands across America. That's a huge theme Mm -hmm. across it. uh, Very eighties. Super eighties. You know, it's, and, and I don't necessarily know, what it's trying to say about class in certain respect. You know what I mean? Certain, cause there's like certain times you're like, is this saying that, uh, like class warfare is like very, uh, a bad thing. Like very, obviously it's a bad thing, but it's like, it's like we're hurting ourselves on some level, yes, but it's, it's just too complex. It's too yeah. complex of a, a, of a topic. Yeah. Um, I don't, it, Again, this is what makes this movie so excellent like to you, me is that you keep thinking you just about it. Keep like it's one of those movies where it's like you can talk, you can go round and round and round right. Right. in circles and still like right. not quite right. land on anything. And just little details throughout the movie. I, I really want to see it again, but they're like little details throughout the movie, um, which allude to certain things. Like obviously, the Hall of Mirrors alludes mm-hmm. to multiples and uh, the bunnies, and um, you know, just little details. That totally make the movie. Oh, and also, 
you know, it takes place in present day and um, it also talks about like smart AI, the whole like uh, uh, Ophelia standing in for Alexa yeah. for people. That was sort of interesting too. Um, but you can definitely tell Jordan Peele's mind is working on multiple layers. It's like an onion and you can keep like uh, unraveling it, but I'm not sure you'll ever get to that sort of center. Yeah. Um, so one thing I saw uh, people uh, reviewing this movie, they were asking um, if the ending was worth it, if the ending made sense. I don't know. What did you think about the ending? So the ending, the big twist, is it's revealed that Lupita Nyong'o's character Lupita has switched. Adelaide is red and red right. is actually Adelaide. Yes. that's At the very beginning of the movie, you see... This little girl walk into a hall of mirrors and she sees herself, obviously her tethered. Um, later on, we learn that the tethered actually choked her out, switched her, and the tethered went up and lived with the normal humans. Yep. Um, but anyways, and, and then the ending is she kills uh, her tethered self and, or she kills her normal self. Yes. And then as her as the tethered continues on with her family and then the camera pans up and you see all the tethered holding hands across California. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this ending? Cause a lot of people are actually kind of upset with this ending. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people were just like, it wasn't, you know, right. Enough. Right. I mean, again, it's one of the, it's, I was fine with it because the movie itself is very like nebulous and yeah. you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, we're just going along for this ride and you take from it, what you will and i think the ending right. is sort of the same way right. um so i was actually fine with it i thought it was and like i thought the visual at the end was really cool with right. the tether with the tethered holding hands across right. you know the states you don't know exactly what's going to happen you kind of see lupita's character adelaide who's actually read sort right. of like unraveling right. towards the end because right. like her, her true tethered self. Is her true out. tethered self is coming out. Um, so it's all very. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, like you just don't know what's gonna happen to this family now that she has sort of right. like unlocked this part of her. I, and honestly, I think I enjoyed the ending a lot because midway through the movie, no, not even midway, like almost at the beginning of the movie, when everything's pretty much revealed, um, except the twist at the end, um, I. I, I was already suspending my disbelief to an extreme amount because this movie gives you no details. So yeah, if you're you trying literally to think have no lo- idea. If you're trying to think logically about, um, like if you're trying to think logically about the tethered, it really, it starts to unravel and you can't make sense of it. You're like, okay, so they copy everything that the people upstairs or uh, above ground do, but how exactly do they know what the people above ground are doing? It's obviously some sort of connection. Yeah. Some sort of, you know, whatever connection it is and then like you know why how how is it planned that when you know adelaide or whoever meets her husband and has children like how are they gonna have the exact same children? you know what i mean like yeah the story starts to unravel when you start thinking about it logically so i didn't so i was like okay forget it because it's not about that logic it's about this metaphor and this allegory so i was like okay forget that that made me accept the ending more i think people who started looking at it a little more logically the ending sort of really unraveled for them yeah Which i mean definitely because like just because you put the same two clones together doesn't mean like the right. same outcome's gonna come exactly. like 
That's not how genetics work. Like, no, that's not, not at all. So, yeah, like, it does. The sex of the baby could be different. The baby could look completely different. Yeah, so it, it does start to unravel. Right. But right. it's it's just refreshing because, like, I really, like, it's a, it's a thought that I had later, but I wasn't really thinking about it while I was watching the movie. It was just like, right. let me just try to enjoy this. Right, exactly. Which is nice. Exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, people were going in. People were expecting maybe um, and the logic that Get Out, but even Get Out was fantastical. Yeah, Get Out, Get Out was Get Out was very fantastical, but, but I like I think it, it just had a it had a very like structured right. like okay right somehow they figured out how to do this thing. This is how the process is happening. Right. It was still very structured in that in a way that us just didn't give right. give us it was like. How are these clones made? Who is this government entity? What happened to right. what happened to this program? Why have suddenly why are all these people underground now? Like why didn't the government right. just kill them off? It's like there right. is a there are a lot of questions here. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Overall, it seems like we liked it though. Yeah. I think we we both really liked it. I really liked it. Again, for me, a, a thinking movie. Yeah, I want to watch it another time. For I want to sure. see 100%. all of the things that I didn't I, catch the first time. I'm in for anything. After this movie, I'm in for anything Jordan Peele does. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited for his Twilight Zone. I mean, I was already show. in from the jump. Right. I was like, Jordan Peele's making a horror movie? I'm about it. Because about it. he's just... Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. He's a smart dude. Right. Great writer. Right. Um, and has shown he can basically do anything. If you can go from like comedy to horror and be effective right. in both of the th- be like right. not just effective but like really fucking quality. Right, exactly. In both of those arenas like been, and there I don't think there's nothing I don't think there's nothing he can write or it's, direct. It's been a hot minute since we've had like a high quality horror movie um obviously like hereditary. We've had we've had stuff but it, it's it's very rare now and jordan peele has proved he has proved that he can do it i'm excited to see what his next movie is i'm not sure if he'll stick with the horror genre or if he'll do something different um but like you uh i think he you know i, I really think he he can he can handle pretty much anything um yeah loved it love this movie. love 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 this movie excited to see his tv show if you listen to this review and you've not seen the movie go see the movie why did you do that yeah crazy, that was dumb but, uh, <laughs> go see the movie it's very very good we warned you we warned you yeah go see the movie it's very very good um all right that has been our episode for the week it felt good to be back i know it felt really good to be back um so we'll talk to you soon bye, bye.